Supreme Court bombshell, Queensland's mandatory COVID vaccine orders unlawful. Oh my, I, I seem to be having a case of deja vu. I wonder why that is. Maybe, just maybe, it's because I was only talking about this seven days ago when it came to the New Zealand Defence Force and their vaccine mandate being deemed unlawful too. And just four days ago, how there was a bombshell vax report that came out that confirmed what we pretty much already knew, those of us who aren't government bootlicking bellends, that it was never safe and it was never effective. Go on, go get another couple of boosters. I dare you. Anyway, what's happening here in Australia? Dozens of police and health workers, including paramedics, have won a mammoth legal battle over mandatory vaccination orders after the Supreme Court declared they were unlawful. In a 115-page decision handed down by Justice Glenn Martin on Tuesday, he declared Police Commissioner Katerina Carroll's direction for mandatory COVID-19 vaccination issued in December 2021 was unlawful under the Human Rights Act and banned her from taking any steps to enforce the direction. Do you hear that, government bootlicking bellends? Unlawful under the Human Rights Act. You were cheering for people's human rights to be violated because you were scared. Please go get another three boosters. I dare you. He also ruled that a similar order by John Wakefield, the Director General of Queensland Health's equivalent vaccination policy, is of no effect and Mr Wakefield be blocked from forcing paramedics to have the injection. 74 people opposing vaccinations took to the state government, to the Supreme Court, to challenge vaccination directives. They were included in three separate applications before the court two related to police officers or civilian staff, and the third case related to Queensland Ambulance Service workers. The workers did not have to be vaccinated while their legal fight was underway. So, first things first. Where is he? Justice Glenn Martin, thank you. Thank you very much for doing the right thing. Secondly... Oh, this is going to make a few people's heads pop off. But thank you, Clive Palmer. Vaccine mandates ruled unlawful by Queensland Supreme Court. Thank you to UAP Chairman Mr Palmer for stepping up to fund the court action. Yeah, this man put aside his personal funds in order to get justice served. Right? So why is this a big deal? Because people in those industries were coerced, which I'm going to get to a little bit more a little later on. But there's also been another little win. This is just a sidebar at the moment, but I think we should pay attention to, uh, pay attention to it because this is the same uh, senator here, Senator Babbitt, who helped get this through the courts as well. But he's had another win, which also relates to this. And let's see what happens when it comes to the excess death report. G'day, ladies and gentlemen. It's Senator Ralph Babette here from the United Australia Party. I have some great news to share with every one of you out there. Now, what is that news? Now, for you Senate nerds out there, it's General Business Notice of Motion number 462. But what is that motion? Let me read it out to you right now. It says that the Senate acknowledges that 
The concerning number of excess deaths observed in Australia in 2021 and 2022 has continued into 2023 as evidenced by all-cause provisional mortality from the Australian Bureau of Statistics and that there is a need for further inquiry as to the reasons for these excess deaths. So basically what that means is I put up a motion. That motion said exactly what I just read out and we voted on it. So for the first time, as far as I'm aware, anywhere in the world actually, a parliament, a Senate has acknowledged that there is excess deaths, that people are dying and we don't know why they're dying and we need to investigate. We know why they're dying. You know why they're dying. We all know. This is an absolutely massive win. So how did the senators vote? 31 senators supported me and 30 senators voted against me, against my motion. So the coalition and of course the UAP, One Nation, etc., all voted uh, in support of this motion. So I'd like to thank everyone who supported me there. But the Labor Party and the Greens voted against my motion. They voted to basically put it in the bin. To the Labor Party and to the Greens, I say, don't you want to shine a light into dark places? Don't you want to know why your fellow Australians are dying in greater numbers than previous years? Don't you care? So big win once again. The United Australia Party will keep fighting for justice, keep fighting for what is right. And I hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. Back to work for me. You know why they voted no. You know why the leftist and communist party here in Australia voted no for that. Uh, it might have to do with this report that I spoke about, the bombshell vax report that shows it is causing adverse events like myocarditis and pericarditis, right? That's why so many leaders of our states all jump ship. See, they know. This, this is also one of the reasons because they didn't trust the science. I said this in my previous report. They trusted the salesman. I know this is going fast, but it's basically a collection of headlines that was sitting there telling everyone that the Vax was 100% effective. And as you're watching here, you're seeing it rapidly decline. Started at 100% if you're only listening to this at the moment. We're down to uh, 55%, 51%, 40%, 30%, 20%. Oh, we need boosters, boosters, boosters. You see, that's why they voted no. They know what they did. So where do we go from, from here? All these people who lost their their employment, the people who lost their lives, the people who lost family. Where do we go to from here? Mind you, this is something that happened in Victoria, but I think this is going to be the chain reaction. We were all forced. Mum of healthy 21-year-old who died after Moderna blames vaccine mandates. The mum of a fit and healthy 21-year-old from Melbourne who died after taking the Moderna vaccine has blasted authorities for mandating COVID injections. Now, here's the thing. Here's what all those government bootlicking bellends are going to say. Well, you had the choice. You had the choice whether you took it or not. No, there was no choice. There was coercion. For a lot of people, 
I didn't take it. I was one of the lucky ones. But I know of plenty of people who took it under duress because they were more or less told, you take it or you don't have a job. That is called coercion. And speaking of coercion, historic legislation to criminalise coercive control in Queensland is introduced to Parliament. Coercive control will become a standard criminal offence in Queensland under historic proposed laws introduced by the Palaszczuk government on Wednesday. Coercive control is described as a pattern of behaviour that can include emotional, mental and financial abuse, isolation, intimidation, sexual coercion and cyber stalking. The proposed offence will carry a maximum penalty of 14 years in jail following recommendations by the Women's Safety and Justice Task Force. Now, let me ask you a question because this is for domestic situations. Does that mean that a business can get away with financial abuse, isolation and intimidation? They can't get away with sexual coercion. They can't get away with emotional and mental abuse. So when your business comes to you and tells you, either take this or you're not going to get paid. You will not have a job, which will leave you to be homeless, isolation. Take it or you don't work, which I would classify as a form of intimidation. Right? So let me hear it, you government bootlicking bellends. Stick up for the big companies who were financially abusing, isolating and intimidating their employees. I want to hear the arguments for it. There needs to be a massive, massive, massive class action against all of these employers. And it doesn't stop there at that police commissioner and the director general of the Queensland Health. No, it needs to go above them because they took their orders from people above them. 14 years in jail following the recommendation for the Women's Safety and Justice Task Force. What should be the punishment for these people who financially abused, isolated and intimidated their employees? Because, look, if I as a man go out there and violate somebody's bodily autonomy, if you catch my drift... I'm going to jail. Why should a business get away with this? A state-run business especially. There needs to be people behind bars. That police commissioner, that director of general health, uh, the Queensland uh, director of uh, health altogether, and Anastasia Palaszczuk. Anastasia Palaszczuk, whatever her goddamn name is, the one who flew the coop before this ruling came out. No, get her back in the court, throw her behind bars. It's on her. She needs to be behind bars because of this. All of them do. I can't wait for the comments. But after this ruling came out, it's very funny. They're they're all really, really quiet especially on X, the ones who are usually vocal about this sort of stuff, telling everyone to go out there and get your boosters, it's safe and effective. 
They're suspiciously quiet. Why? Oh, is it because there is this burning sensation of guilt within you? The horrible things that you advocated for because you were scared, because you were angry, people weren't scared like you were? I, I, I would have to assume you would have a heart first in order to feel that guilt because of what you did. But a part of me thinks that you don't have that heart. I've watched your comments all over the internet. No, see, a part of me just thinks you're plain evil and you're running out of copium to keep pushing the lie. Justice is coming. Put your heads up. Let's all see it. We know who you are. Boy, mate, thanks very much for checking out the channel and this video. Follow me up there. Please do hit subscribe as well and do all the things down there. All right. Oh, no, it's down there. Sorry. Uh, are we done? Yeah, we're done.